Here we are, guys. Can yeah. you believe it's been a whole year of 2021? Oh my nope. goodness. Can you believe that we've been doing the podcast for a year? For over a year? Over a year. That's yeah. crazy to me. I didn't bring my Santa hat this year, but I'm wearing a little bit of red just to show my holiday spirit. Nice. Oh my gosh, we have 45 episodes in a year. And a couple bonuses. The bonuses make, like, yeah, we'll, we'll add it up to 52 altogether. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably. We'll just round up. Because yeah. we take no breaks. Well, maybe one or two. <laughs> Actually, We're taking a that's break. the funny part. That's <laughs> no. part of housekeeping. I yeah, that is today. part of housekeeping. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the last podcast of 2021. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Logan Riley Gritter. And I'm Jacob Wade. And welcome to episode 45, as we 45. mentioned. 45 episodes. Woo! Wow. Look okay. at us. I was working on the website yesterday, uh, and or two days ago, and I started putting... I've, I've been building a podcast page. If you haven't checked out the website, it might be updated by this point. Um, but just, like, looking at, like, each episode, the slow move, and then around episode 21 when we had our first in-person episode, and then all the guests, and then finally yeah. getting to, like, this in-person version, it's it's really cool to see the growth. Yeah. We've grown. Talk about a segue to housekeeping. Uh, oh, I guess it's me, right? Yeah, go. We're in the hot seat. Hot seat equals housekeeping. Uh, was that a fan? That was dusting. Oh, it was dusting. I'm the dusty one this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, uh, this past week we dropped a interview clip. Yep. With Addie Jenkins, a new collective member. Glad Woo-hoo! to have you on the team, baby. Um, covers, taking a little bit of a nap. Tomorrow there's possibly an interview coming out, but it's also, this might be the last video of the next, like, two weeks, yeah. so... You might be looking at a new interview uh, when the new year starts again. Um, you have a lot of interviews to look forward to. Yeah, we have so oh, many there's new so interviews, many interviews out There's so in many January. interviews. If you watch season one, you know a handful of the ones coming up. So, yeah. If you haven't watched season one, go watch season one. Catch up! Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the podcast will be taking a bit of a break. Uh, we want to go home and you know enjoy the holidays and not have to be too stressed out about not have to record and edit. No. And so we'll be back uh, in the new year. The podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast will be back on January 11th, 2022. Wow. Is it January 11th? It We're not January doing it January 3rd? 11th. Nice. No, because we wanted that, we that gotta, first we, week. We have we to that first well. week off. Great. Okay. I'm we cool need with time that. To That's make lovely. That's well. lovely. So yeah. yeah, we'll be back January 11th with who knows what topic. Maybe talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh, I can't wait. Maybe I talking about the world has caught up. By that yeah. point, so I, th- that we I think talk. it'll be a good amount of time by the time we come back. You know, yeah. it'll be so three, we're seeing four it this weeks. Sunday. We are seeing it by the time last this Sunday. By the time this podcast <laughs> comes out, we'll have seen it two days you know, ago. My New Year resolution for the podcast will only be to mention things in past tense. Nothing, <laughs> none of this tomorrow <laughs> bullshit. It's too confusing. But in the, I'm trying to be in the moment with you guys, and not, I'm not trying to live in the future on Tuesday. I feel that. I feel that. Right? That'll, I get be, it. that'll be so, a New Year's resolution for, for the podcast. I try, and, I try and do, like, things coming out tomorrow uh, when we talk about, like, movies of the week because I don't want to be, like, coming out uh, on Tuesday and have people be like, oh, a week from today. Like, no, it's today. We're just recording it on Friday. So I said Tuesday. Yeah, so also, that's why I do it sometimes. idea, maybe we could just say the date so that when people listen to these... I like that idea. They can be like, oh, it's December. I'm listening. I like that idea as well. Our listeners don't have to go back and be like, wait, when 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 was was this tomorrow? Is this tomorrow for them or tomorrow for For when the podcast came out? I uh, agreed. Uh, I just think that if you're listening back on it, the 
the good thing about the fact that we talk about only the movies coming out this week is you know if there's a new podcast that everything we talk about is already out. Yeah, we're a weekly podcast. Everything's going to be up to date. But as much as possible. If you do binge, then the timeline is a bit... The timeline gets weird. If you're ever watching an episode and you see that there is another episode ahead of it, know that every movie that is being talked about on that episode will have released. These are the things that we think about. Yeah, we like to promote cinema. So, yeah. Yeah, we do. Speaking of cinema, or theater... Well, we weren't really speaking of theater. I know. That was a rough transition, (laughs) buddy. Speaking of arts in general... You mean our entire podcast? (laughs) Hey, Hey, Jacob! That's me. You got to go see a show last night. I did. I got to see the young prodigy, Walter Russell III, Mm. as Baby MJ (gasps) in MJ the Musical on... Broadway. MJ has his own musical now. Wow. I am am proud of the kid. He danced, sang, acted his butt off. And I'd like to shout out the 16-year-old Michael, also our middle Michael. Mm -hmm. On point embodiment of that character. Love it. And, of course, old Michael is like, he, he carries the show. I mean, it's like about old well, it's about him him. older. It's about yeah. Michael Jackson. Done. He grows up, but, but then there's a big, you know, focus on like his older years. I guess. He, all the Michaels, are insanely talented. The show's still in previews. It has not opened, so I'm like Opening we're soon. still kind of in it, the. I wouldn't say workshop phase. Lots can change, that, but a lot yeah. can change, and I'm excited to see it once it opens. It's going to get a great reception. It felt like a concert dream. Nice. It was, nice. yeah, it was a good time. And everyone is insanely talented up there. And, nice. yeah, I that's all I want to say right now. Is I can talk a... to you guys after the podcast about, like, details. My, my full okay. details. I don't want to, you know, color it for anyone who might see it. Might see it. Just a quick question. Is it like is it a musical only comprising of Michael Jackson songs or are there original songs as well? Uh there are other songs in there as well, but mm, it's everything he was a part of. I don't think there are if there is there's one, but uh, Okay. No. Cool. It's Michael Jackson songs. Okay. Nice. Cool. It's not I like a good It's not an original musical writ. It's not like it's like Tina Book by Lynn Nottage. Beautiful. Shout out Lynn Nottage. Because Waitress. Waitress yeah. Except that wasn't a bio musical. That was a musical with song. That was a jukebox. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But I didn't see Waitress. I'm behind on my theater. I think if you're a Michael Jackson fan, <laughs> you're going to love this musical. Oh, surely, yes. Yeah. It does some cool things. Good. It does some cool things. Uh, yeah. I really, I had a great time. Would you uh, put this show in your favorites of the year? Oh my goodness, what a transition. Uh, um, it's so recent. I, I no haven't pressure. seen much theater <laughs> in 2021 as much as movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Theater is not as accessible. But it's in my top three of the three that I experienced. Mm. I'm hoping to see some more theater by the end of the year. Well, I experienced more than three this year. 
pieces yeah. of, of theater? Ooh, you know what? I should really add theater back into my favorites of the year, shouldn't I? Well, we'll make talk it, about it later. Make it quick because we're going to talk about our favorite things that came out this year. Film, television, music, games. Let's, we're here to just... Let's start with theater. It's going to be the shortest session. Let's talk about yeah. theater for a second. Let's yeah. talk about theater. Before, uh, before I say just like what I've seen and what I've enjoyed in theater... Uh -huh. um, my hope is that by the time we get back, I'll have seen To Kill a Mockingbird with Jeff Daniels. Ooh, I'm trying cool. to see that with Mama B. Nice. If the two of us end up seeing that, maybe we'll have a, uh, a special Mama B guest on Oh, that'd be cool. Yes. I love that. I'm hoping to win these lottery tickets for Assassins. We can go see them. Oh my goodness, how nice would that be? Yes. I'm trying to see... Such an interesting cast. The company, love, of yeah. course. Oh my god. Company, company. I want to see. Okay. I Lehman see Trilogy. Harry Potter parts one and two combined. Combined. It's one show now. Yeah. No, so it's going to be weird. Um, yeah, there's a lot of theater. How I Learned to Drive is coming. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. I still um, haven't seen Slave Play. Neither have I. I want to no, see it. I need to see Slave Play because Jeremy O'Harris is brilliant. Um, Claws. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Not Claws. That's a the TBS show. New Uzo Aduba show. On Broadway, off Broadway, second stages. I think it's doing. Uh, uh oh, shoot! I know it, and I'm gonna see it and be so mad at myself. You're gonna be like claws. <laughs> oh, hands, <laughs> fingernails, Clydes. Right. Clydes. I remembered like as I'm reaching it, and Cla I'm making sure that I got it <laughs> right. I was like, <laughs> just had those those middle those middle letters. Clydes. Yeah. Uh, new off Broadway show. Um. Which I've heard from a lot of people is really, really, really good. Um, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of good theater this year. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the stuff we saw. Okay. Yeah. I saw... The things I saw. I saw Chicken and Biscuits on Broadway. Yes. Which was great. Which was great. Made me a Michael Urie fan. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which I mean, I was already a Michael Urie fan. I knew I was going into Chicken and Biscuits, but it, I mean, come on. I hadn't seen enough of it to... Of him to be yeah. like, I am a real Michael Yuri fan, and yeah. not have seen him in that. I was like, he was just so perfect. Yeah, I thought that him and uh, I'm blanking on her name, and I feel so bad. But the girl that played the youngest, yeah, yeah, yeah. were yeah. just show stealers and yeah. just yes. so good. I love their, I, I love their scene together. Mm -hmm. Yes, oh yeah, it was my, that, my favorite I think, scene. Might have been my favorite <laughs> my scene. Favorite in the whole scene. Show. Yeah, uh, I saw MJ the musical. I saw Chester Bailey. I saw yes. playing possum. We did see Ephraim Chester Bailey this year. Legend. Yeah. Um, and Reed Bernie, of course. Shout yeah. out Reed Bernie. Legend. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, that was great. Yeah. Playing possum was great. The Bernies, we love you. Uh, Brian Quigley, Gus Bernie, Jackie Abbott. Uh, love you guys. Out. You guys are all great. You gave us tickets to I see gave you guys Fire tickets. Shut Up In My Bones, That's which right. is, I think, my theater piece of the year. That would be my theater piece of the year if I had actually gotten a chance to, to see, see it. it. To see it from the audience, yeah. not yeah. from the side of the stage. Yeah. But you know what? I got, I got, I was... You got, I, I was, the show you I was, you got a more intimate experience in than yeah, anyone in the audience could ever have. Yeah. I was inside that show. So yeah. yes, I... That's my number one. Would you like to talk a bit about it? I, why it's your number one? Yeah, I, I think... Honestly, any words that I can say about it at this point are just going to be repetitions of what I said before. Yeah. It's completely different it's new and original and i we had very different upbringings when it came to kind of classic stage art forms that like you were raised on opera and i really wasn't so like to go into the world of opera has always been super hard for me uh jacob has done a great job of introducing me to it um but fire was the first time that i sat through a whole opera and got to the end and was like wow i 
there wasn't a single moment that I was like, oh, okay. Can we, Enough can of we the get singing. To, can <laughs> we get to the point, please? Can we get to the point, please? Like, it was just, always. it was, it was, was emotional yeah. and brutal and queer and black, and it was so good. I've never seen anything like that on a Met stage or on a Broadway stage, and I want more of it. I it's want incredible. It's going so to much Chicago. more of it. Nice. If, oh February. my gosh! So if you're in Chicago, it's gonna be incredible. <laughs> Catch it. Rumor: If you're watching our podcast, go see the show when it comes. Well, speaking of black and queer and beautiful, I absolutely loved Chicken and Biscuits. Uh, yeah, it was my first show back post COVID. You know, and just that Broadway magic. That it. I felt that Broadway magic there. Yeah, the audience was into it. There was audience participation even though it's not it was like, like encouraged directly yeah. written to the show like the audience was like there and we were all like on stage it kind of felt yeah, like yeah, we you were know in, the in emotion we were in the church we were there receiving the sermon from norm and we were there Ugh. getting upset with the mother and her sisters mm-hmm. it was just it felt we were so sneaking good. away with the daughter and yeah. the boyfriend it we felt were, like, so good outside. to yeah. be welcomed back to broadway Kind of like under weird, it, it's very like reflective We've of like masks of our life. Everywhere. Like we are welcome back to Broadway under these like weird and kind of tragic circumstances, mm-hmm. but we were able oh, to yeah. make the best of it and yeah. just have so much fun with it. Absolutely enjoyed Chicken and Biscuits so much. Yeah. That's like definitely lot, my favorite yeah. piece of the year. I love going to theater and having a drink in your hand and being mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this even yes, more now. Yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I had a I had a train of thought and it just van. Oh yes, that's where I was going to go with it. Um, Jeremy O'Harris and Slave Play have done a very interesting thing, which I think you kind of touched on with Chicken and Biscuits. The idea of like what is appropriate for Broadway audiences and what is inappropriate. That a lot of shows kind of have their own rules at this point. Mm-hmm. So Slave Play on their site has like what are the etiquette expectations mm. for when you come in? What can you wear? Like so that people who are maybe seeing Broadway for the first time, this is maybe. There are a lot of shows this season that I think might be people's first yeah, encounter you know, with Broadway. Post, post being locked up, they're like, gosh, I gotta go out I and gotta do go to things. Broadway, and yeah. oh my gosh, people who look like me on stage. Mm-hmm. It's not just, and look, I love I love classic musicals. It's not just Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a revival. Just, it's yeah. new things. Being it's new, made. it's fresh, it's got something to say. And so I think to be putting on sites, and even I think in lobbies of theaters, like, these are the expectations for this, for this show, show. Yeah. that you you you're not are encouraged be, you're to not participate. You're not going to be hooting and hollering not. and doing spiritual dances in slave, in slave play. No, you're not. You're not. That. <laughs> Just like uh, straight white men, you're not going to be getting involved in a show in the way that straight white men kind of got you mm-hmm. involved in. Or if you go see a show like Bands Visit, that's a very different vibe to a show. Like, I think yeah. allowing audiences to really know, like, what is the show you're going to see? What is the expectation of you? Mm-hmm. And what is a way to bring people in and not make them feel like they're entering a space where they're not welcomed? Where they're entering a space that it's like, well, I don't have a $3,000 suit and, like, I'm coming in in my jeans and a nice, like, shirt. shirt. Am I... Yeah. Like, am and I welcome fine, here? Yeah, you know? I, I think theater being it's more inclusive, less and, gatekeeping yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah, less gatekeeping this year. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, and in twenty twenty two. Yeah. Movies. Movies. Can we talk about movies? Let's I'm happy to movies. talk about movies. Okay. Let's uh, just list top three, and we can discuss. 
I don't even know that I can do top three. I can do ones that I loved. I can, but I don't know that I, I can do I, I don't I've got a top three. I have top three notable ones. These aren't necessarily my top three favorites, right. although I'd say most of them are. Even though I didn't, I also didn't really get to see many movies this year. Yeah, you know, bullshit. It was oh, yeah. weird. What? You got to see a lot of movies. We saw a bunch. I okay. I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking because like when I look at my AMC history, it only starts in sep in August. No time to die with Black Widow. Black uh, Widow. That's when it starts. Gotcha. So when I was looking at my AMC history, I'm like, this can't be all the movies I've seen. Right. But I think since. Since the so end of the online. summer onward, I've seen so many more movies as opposed to like sure. the first half of the year. Sure. Um, so these are my favorites of the year. Uh, obviously, Dune. Yep. My relationship with Tenet has been broken up, and I am utterly obsessed with Dune right That's now. My number so one. So uh, I. It made me excited for the world. It made me excited for the sequel potential that it might receive. For um, sci-fi in general. For sci-fi like, in general, you know, it's like a big, it's this a big is step. yeah, it's it's a big step forward, and and the fact that it was so so faithful and such a great adaptation of the book, um, just like I'm I'm still obsessed with it. I'm still thinking about it. I probably will until the next obsession comes out. Um, that's one of them. This Should I just go one. through the other two? As well, sure. Yeah. I want to switch around. Okay, uh, number two, I'm going to say is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, wow. oh my god! Um, yeah, that did come out this year. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, Asian-led superhero movie that Marvel was kind of setting up to fail, and and it did and not. It did not. It's it's going to be the second best Marvel movie this year because Marvel, Spider-Man is going to Marvel blow the roof. set up Black Widow and Shang Chi to fail, and I really don't appreciate it. Yeah. Um, well, definitely Black Widow. Def, yeah. I think both of them. I think both of them. Yeah, yeah. They had. I feel like they had even less faith in Shang Chi. Oh, so but I'm, bad. I'm here to highlight. The, it's so good. The good. Go see. It. Uh, Shang Chi just has great like character development, and like even though like we've seen superheroes on again and again, it's just so nice to see kind of a new spin on like a hero that we don't really flawless. know about. Oh, fight choreo is absolutely incredible. For my third movie of the year, uh. I want to give a big shout out to Hideki Anno for finally finishing the Evangelion series. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a Time, finally came out. It is the end-all, be-all to Evangelion. It is truly the end. And it ends on a happy note, which is very reminiscent. It's interesting, um, Hideki Anno's relationship with the show and how it's kind of been a way for him to work through his, like, depression and, like, his overwhelming emotions. And so for this to end, for the whole series to end on just, like, such a big, like, handful of hope, it, like, it really resonated with me. Good. So big shout out to Evangelion 3 plus 1. Love that. Those are my three of the year. I have more, of course, but I I'm sure. So I feel like you guys I'll, might I'll name them anyway. Oh, next thing, and Logan can round us out. Okay. Because I only have two that I really want to talk about. That you really want to talk about. I have three. West Side Story is number, my number two. Yeah. Dune was my number one. Yes. Uh, just because, I mean, we West talked Side about Story, it last week. We talked about week. it so much, yeah. Um, and three is No Time to Die. Uh, yep. I, I agree. Very good. As a, like, as a movie, it was a... Nice ride throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the pace kept going. The characters stayed consistent. I loved it. Yeah. I'm going to go with No Time to Die. It's my number three. Uh, my three are completely different because mm -hmm. you guys have already mentioned a couple of ones that right. I really liked. Dune, West Side Story, I thought were both great. Um, at my number three spot, I'm going to put Tick, Tick, Boom. I um, have to see it. I 
wept. It was beautiful. The music is gorgeous. Andrew Garfield really does have the voice of an angel. Um, the just the talent on display was immaculate. The, it was just so so good. Um, yeah, I I like Tick Tick Boom more than Rent. So this was this was very much the right movie for me. I thought it was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Um, number two. Uh, is one that I had to remember came out this year, and it's going to be a little controversial, and I just like it because I thought that it was a beautiful combination of something that should have been way better. Uh, Zack Snyder's The Justice League. Oh my god, that came out this year! Zach it was really good. Holy Snyder's shit! The Justice League. Oh, um, I, I totally agree with that. I'm <laughs> totally forgot! Totally agree with that, putting that on my list. <laughs> so good. Fucking four-hour epic. Uh, should have been a miniseries, but it was a movie, so I'm considering it a movie. Uh, it took everything that Joss Whedon did wrong with Justice League and made it right. It set up what should have been the DCEU, set up characters that should have been set up. Oh it was so incredibly well done, and really, I thought, was a great way for Zack Snyder to kind of get some closure on that chapter of his life. Uh, and my number one film of the year, which I think everyone should see uh, when you're out of your pandemic... I can't watch pandemic movies, uh, is a little movie called Little Fish. It was written by Mattson Tomlin, who wrote Mother Android, which came out today, real time today, Thursday. Um, Thursday, December 16th. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful movie. It's um, the pandemic meets Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, what would happen if you caught a disease and it caused you to forget everyone you've ever known? It's you lose every memory like you've ever had. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Alzheimer's, but incredibly sped up, and in like Hate people that. who are like in their thirties and they have no idea how they catch it. Hate that. And it's just like you wake up one day and you look at your partner and you're like, "Who the fuck are you? Why are you in my house?" Um, it was beautiful and heartbreaking, and I cried like five times during it. I tried to get Jacob to watch it one day, and it was not the mood. So I will get him to watch it in 2022, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, tick, tick, boom. Zack Snyder's The Justice League. Little Fish. Those are my three. I have, like, honorable mentions to say real Just quick. Just pop a couple in. Yeah. Last Night in Soho. Honorable mention. honorable mention. And Bo Burnham's Inside. Oh my oh gosh, my yeah! God. Well, Bo Burnham's Inside! I was, I was really surprised you didn't mention it. I was like, when you said Justice League, I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Inside. 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 Wow. Came out this year. There's gonna be like ten others that I'm gonna be like, oh, and this. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But um. Ah, inside. Whew. Yeah. What a what a movie. TV. Want to do TV next? Do All right. TV. Let's, let's do, do TV. TV next. Jacob, why don't you, you go first? All right. I'll start with TV. I feel like you've watched My, the most TV. I watch a lot of TV. I feel like our picks are just gonna be three things that we watch together. Yes. <laughs> which is what it is. Uh, Succession season three. Yep. Boom, number one. Still got to finish that. Finale! I know. Uh, you, season three. Yep. Great. Ted Lasso, season two. Yep. Come on. It was great TV. It was great Do TV. Do you share I think, your favorite I don't think TV there's show. anything. Uh, great British breaking show. <laughs> no. No. I, I was going to go for, like, Loki. I have that on my list. Hawkeye. I have that on my list. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Shout out. The Disney Plus shows, I think, all deserve one honorable mention. Yeah, the MCU. All of them together. The MCU Disney shows, I I wanted to put them all together, but then I also want to shout them out separate because I like some more than others. Yeah. 
I do have Loki on there. Great. Uh, just because it is such a huge, overarching, has such a weight on the MCU type story. And then you have the complete opposite, which is Hawkeye. Yeah. Which is such like... Well, we don't know yet. Could have huge weight on the series. Not as huge as Loki. No, probably. There's no way Hawkeye <laughs> can have as huge an impact as Loki does. But that's what I like about it. That it's such a small, focused story about people as opposed to universes. He's just a guy. Exactly. Just a guy. Uh, and my third uh, favorite television of the year is Formula One. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. this is this is our our first. first I guess, yeah, I guess I'd put Drive to Survive on there. I'd include that as well because I just started watching that this, this year. year. I just got in. We all just got into Formula oh One God, this it's been year. A year. And we were able to watch our first Formula One season, and I couldn't have asked for a more exciting sport, sport that to get into this ending year. of Abu Dhabi was ridiculous. What an ending. What if you an saw ending. last week's podcast, you know that Lewis Hamilton did not win the Drivers' Championship, but boy... I mean, you, you said in the podcast last week uh, that Lewis did win because you thought he did. You were like... and. Because yeah. this is coming out before Lewis, you won the championship. Uh, you did it. I know, I know, I know. You won the championship of my heart. <laughs> um, big shout out to Max for stopping. You know, I'm not mad at you. You have been an incredible driver since when I first started watching Drive to Survive. Yeah. Um, all the way through this season, you've shown nothing but greatness. Greatness. FIA. Michael Massey. Do better. Do better. Uh, FIA. Uh, I also want to put in my TV show, Sex Education, season three. Uh, very good show. I think everybody should watch it. Um, I think that's about it for TV that I watched this year. Can we move on to Vigi Games? Vigi Games, sure. Vigi Games, okay. I'll start because I feel like I'm like the most up to date with video games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil Village. Uh, I've played great horror survival type game with an awesome setting and cool spooky characters. Um, it's been a long time since I played a Resident Evil game, um, and I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, next time I want to... Deathloop. Deathloop. Uh, yeah. PlayStation exclusive. Super, like, original take on the roguelike genre. Uh, it's a mystery game. It's a puzzle game. It's an action game. It's a first-person shooter. It's so many creative things in one. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. Um, and then finally, Neil, The World Ends With You. Long-awaited sequel to the DS game. Uh, really great game mechanics and just a uh, like really fun story. And of course, like the world ends with you always coming through with the crazy soundtrack, mixture of rock and hip hop and electronic music. You you guys know what's up, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm gonna say probably just a bunch of indie games. Um, Among Us came out this year. No, Among Us came out last year. Fuck. Um, so first class but trouble. Fuck it, Among Us. Well, <laughs> Among played, Us and the games that it inspired. We played a lot of Among Us this year because Among Us really became popular this year. Yeah, um, in the was early Fall year. Guys this year, no, or was that last year as well? Last year. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of just like big games that came out this year, yeah, or just big games that you enjoyed playing this year. Maybe I mean, you're catching up on your on your Alan, wide and expansive backlog. Alan Wake Remastered. That's on my list. Which I think is a great game. Um, came out years ago, but playing back through it again, it still holds up. Uh, well, Remastered just came out this year. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. fair It's a fair thing to put in. I, I, I do want to say, if you've watched any reviews and they talk about how the game hasn't been updated in good ways or IGN. it's missing mechanics, <laughs> uh, I would strongly disagree. I think that 
maybe the people that say those things uh, just don't like survival horror games. Um, anyway, uh, I'm playing Catherine Full Body, which I know came out like two or three years ago, but I've loved it. It's been one of my games this year that I've just really fallen in love with. Jacob did not like it when we showed it to him, but it's <laughs> not his style. Uh, I played a lot of Binding of Isaac this year. Yes, you Before did. I stopped, I played a ton of Apex Legends. Um, still playing Control, because that's just a really good game. I think Remedy is just a really good company. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, just they have nothing but games. hits. Uh, Quantic Dream was kind of Break. a mess. We always Break. Say, Fuck! Always say Dream. Because Quantic company. Dream is the company! Quantic Break <laughs> is the game! Um, Dead by Daylight I played a lot of this year. The Stranger Things pack is now gone. Sad. Uh, but you have it. But I have it, so I can still play it. Um, if anybody sees a Demigorgon pop up in game, they're going to be like, I thought these were gone! Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's... I feel like there wasn't a... like Last year, I would have stared into the lens of the camera as I did and gone The Last of Us Part 2. Because that was the game of yeah. the year. But I don't there weren't, like, Yeah, it was a slow year for me. I don't feel games. like I've played an experience this year where I've gotten to the end and just been like... I agree. Wow! I agree. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to next year to seeing what that brings. Yeah. Jacob, games of the year? Um, Even if they didn't come out this year. All right. Well, I played a lot of Red Dead Online this year. Yeah. You know, we had fun. Keeps getting updates. I played a lot of Miles Morales. It came out at the end of 2020, so I played it in 2021. A good game. A good game. And Cyberpunk 2077 came out also end of, end of 2020. 2020. Yeah, should have come out. And in I waited a while for the bugs to get fixed, and then fi I popped me up for that. Finally popped that sucker in. Nice. And I'm enjoying it. The way that I'm playing now, I don't know if I told you. I don't think so. I am going through, going around Watson, just Watson, just doing, Watson. clearing the area, pop up. clearing okay. my map. Of its distractions in right. Watson specifically because it's like the lowest level stuff. Area. Mm -hmm. So I'm like Get through getting it the XP level up. Level yeah. up. yeah, that's smart. And then yeah, I'm gonna go to Westbrook next. Make your way through. Make nice. my way through. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, video games were fun this year, but I don't feel like anything new came out that I was yeah. like. Well with the it. with the chip shortage, yeah. not a lot of people be able, being able to get their hands on next gen consoles and just like COVID delays. Um, these next two years of gaming are looking to be really, really hype. Psychonauts 2 came out finally. Yeah. We still have to play that. Yeah. I still have to beat the first Psychonauts, Psychonauts 1. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers that, crossed. Uh, uh, the game's coming out soon. We'll be good. And finally, the music that came out this year. A lot of interesting music this year. Yeah. I know, yeah. I have a playlist of, I like, mean, my, I... of like all the albums that I added to my library that came out this year, and it's always interesting looking back because I'm like, wow. This, a lot of artists dropped this year. Yeah. I feel like I so rarely listen to, like, anything super indie unless you send it to me. So most of the things that are, like, my music of the year, we talked about last week on the Grammys cast. It's Montero. It's Doja Cat's album. It's Sour. It's, like, okay. I, I think the one thing that I want to mention, because I want to just make sure that it actually came out this year. Um, just say it. I d oh, you need to find the name. Yeah, uh, OK Orchestra by AJR uh, released this year. I thought that was a really good album. It was really beautiful. Um, Jack, feel better, buddy. Um, I hope you guys can get back on tour soon. Uh, yeah, Jack caught COVID. Um, so I hope you feel better, dude. Um, recover quickly. 
uh, AJR, for those that don't know, is a band of three brothers, Alex, Jack, and Ryan. They're really great. Jack and me grew up together, so I'm always really proud of what they're doing. And uh, I think OK Orchestra was a really great COVID album that didn't feel like a COVID album. So uh, go take a listen to that if you haven't. Um, but I'm going to leave the music section to you guys, uh, like I did with the one podcast mm-hmm. where I missed that the all you cats. guys talked about was music. <laughs> music? Yeah. Alright, I already know three. one album that's going to be on your list. Sob Rock <laughs> by John Mayer was number one. Numero uno. You know me. Yeah. Number two is Starcrossed by Casey Musgraves. Great album. Great album. Number three, CTV3. Oh my Jayden. god, I forgot that came out this year. Yeah. Oh, the... Both versions came out this year? Did both? No, I don't think both did. I no. think just one did. That's no, because we did Lucy as one of the covers last year. Last yeah. year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. the new version. Cool tapes. Cool tape. Cool tapes. Wow. Volume I just three. pulled that out of the memory bank and was like, I mm-hmm. hope this is the name of the album. Black and White Triple Chucks Deluxe Edition, or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, For the cool tape? Yeah, the new version. The new version is... Uh, Deluxe something. Rainbow... Rainbow... Uh, Triple Chucks the is Day Trippers edition. Day Trippers edition. edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good one. Triple Chucks is Justin. Justin, yeah, Justin, yeah, which is I guess honorable mention. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I want Justin's album to win a Grammy, but sure, it's an honorable <laughs> mention. I, it's not my top three. <laughs> okay, well, I already know what album you're gonna say. <laughs> oh yeah, what is it, Logan? Baby King's album. Okay, well that that's Orange. yes. I was gonna mention that one last out of the three. Not that it's my third. I'm just listing like favorites. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. putting them in any specific order. Right. Sure. Um, but sure. Let's start with uh, Baby Keem's the Melodic Blue. The Melodic uh, Blue. I've been waiting on Baby Keem to drop his first album album for a hot minute, and it came out, and it was definitely different, and a lot of great tracks. Okay. Baby Keem got bars and production. Okay. You know. And it gave us a lot of memorable moments. Top of the morning. And they're all Kendrick related. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next album I want to mention is An Evening with Silk Sonic. I Silk Sonic. Oh my gosh, Good one. I gotta remember that. Gosh. Right like, there. leave the door open. Smoking out the window. I mean, they were just able to capture, like, a classic time of music and just update it for the 21st century. And it really paid off. Only sin is that that album isn't longer. Yeah, true. Um, it feels so short. Yeah. Uh, third and, third me- album I want to mention, which I think is great that I mentioned it third, is an album called 333 by Tanache. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her first solo album uh, coming off of her record deal. She's now fully independent, and I think she flourishes on this album. Uh, written and probably produced by her as well. Uh, it's just a fantastic uh, kind of like hyper pop, dance, R&B fusion. Um, it's a great, great, great time. Listen to it if you haven't gotten the chance. Can uh, I quickly pop through a couple that we definitely forgot? But I mean, I have honorable mentions. Yeah, go through as well. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions: Roadrunner, Brockhampton. Yes, that was um, one of the ones I was going to Inside Bo Burnham. Inside Bo Burnham. Uh, Bo Burnham. Two point five. Amine. Yeah. Uh, oh, so good. Sometimes I might be introvert. Little Sims. Donda. Kanye West, Donda. come on, uh, and Friends That Break Your Heart by James Blake. I was going to mention Friends That Break Your Heart. Sorry, I'm just flipping through all the music that I added this year, and I'll 
quite a lot of it is old. Um, Clouds by NF, I thought was a great album. It's more an EP than an album, but uh, definitely okay. good. It's his music like for the in between music, uh, music for the Spears by Coldplay. Okay. Super great. Um, of course, the Doja Cat album, Planet Her. Yep, oh. which we talked about. Um, Just leave it at that. Yeah, uh, Scout by Samia, the EP. Oh, very, very good. Oh. Uh, Lately I Feel Everything by Willow. Oh, yes, that was a really... That I, that was an album I listened to a lot over the summer. Um, and then... It's too uh, short again, too. I like... Longer albums. Longer albums. Um, and but not too long, like... Uh, Donda's too long for me. House is Burning, long. Isaiah Rashad. Yes, the House is Burning. Asinine by Tech 9 um, And then the final thing that I want to shout out is this year, finally, after like 15 years of begging, we got the Brie Larson version of Black Sheep from Scott Pilgrim <laughs> vs. Oh, the yeah. World. I listened to that nonstop. Um, so that's my like music shout out. And I also want to mention uh, Casualty, the EP by AFK. You boys are Ooh, killing yes. it out there. You better work. Gosh, is that is that all our favorites? I think, I think so. so. Wow. If I think of anything else that I want to just like randomly throw in there, I will. But what are your favorites of the year? Comment below. Put them down below, baby. I would love to know. Do you Tell agree? us what to watch. Yeah. Do you not agree? Come on. Discourse, baby. We need more stuff to watch. Not really. We have way too much stuff to watch. Oh yeah, and that's made apparent by the movies coming out. This week or yeah. the next two or three or four weeks. I don't yeah, know I got to do the next two weeks because we're taking. Uh, quite a lot of time off. I'm actually probably still going to miss some stuff. Um, so I'll probably have to catch a few things up when we get back. But I'm going to try and fly through this because I already know we've gone quite long. Things that have arrived on services that you can now watch that we've already talked about. Being the Ricardos from Packcast 43 arrives on uh, Amazon Prime. Today. The 21st of December. December 21st. Uh, the Tender Bar, uh, Packcast 44, and Licorice Pizza, Packcast 42, are both getting expansions on the 24th. Uh, they will be going. They'll be going to more theaters. They were limited. Oh, okay, I thought you meant like, like director's cut. Oh my gosh, that'd extended be edition. Extended edition of the Tender Bar. No, uh, so you can see them in more places. Uh, Encanto from Packcast 42 also uh, on the 24th. Arrives on Disney Plus. Oh, that was a really quick turnaround. Don't Look Up arrives on Netflix the same day. And then The Lost Daughter from Podcast 44 is coming to Netflix on the 31st. So keep an eye out for that. Speaking of Netflix, uh, our first new release of the week comes courtesy of Mexico and arrived on the streaming platform uh, today in terms of when you're watching it. So the 21st, I believe. Yes, the 21st. Uh, Grumpy Christmas features the reunion of director Raul Martinez and actor Hector Bonilla. Uh, the two last met with the same character in the 2016 film The Patriarch. This sequel looks to pick up with the same family going away for Christmas. The Spanish-language holiday film. I am not really a Christmas family has to try and get along, but they can't because they're all fighting with each other movie guy. There have been a lot of those, like the dinner for schmucks, kind of that realm of film. They're not really for me, but don't let that stop you from seeing it. It looks super charming. Dinner for schmucks is... Not a Christmas family. I'm child. not a Christmas family, but like family tries to get along and is mm. incapable of it. Is it? I haven't seen Nervous Rock in such a long time. It's like Thanksgiving times. Like Holiday. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, when you said Grumpy Christmas, I thought it was another Grumpy Cat movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, another one. Oh, we're getting more Grumpy Cat. But didn't Grumpy Cat pass away? I thought there was a whole thing. 
think so. Maybe. Rest in peace, Grumpy Cat. Rest in peace, Grumpy Cat. Next up, we have a film that I'm incredibly excited for. Uh, 18 years in the making, director Lana Wachowski is returning to the franchise that launched her and her sister's career. The Matrix Resurrection is finally here. Teaming up with Cloud Atlas novelist David Mitchell. What? Fellow, they teamed up with David Mitchell? Fellow Sense8 writer Alec... Alexander Hammond, uh, Lana's picking up with Neo back in the Matrix somehow. Oh, I have theories. I'm trying to not make too many predictions about where we go from there. Good for you. But if you're a Matrix fan, you know that's nearly impossible. The franchise has been picked apart, discussed from every angle, pushed, prodded for very good reason. Uh, following her and her sister's transition, these films were looked at from completely different lenses. To see where those lenses take Lana in this mo new movie is something I'm incredibly excited for. She is not being joined by her sister. Her sister Lily said that uh, the year... The, the two of them discussed the reasons they came back and left. Lana mm -hmm. said that the loss of both of their parents and the loss of a bunch of friends during COVID really pushed her to go back to Neo and Trinity, these characters who really helped her through difficult times in her life. Mm -hmm. And Lily said that all of that loss to go back to something mm -hmm. that happened before she transitioned was not something that she ever wanted to go through again. So she's staying away. Lana okay. has returned. Um, Fellow collective members Sornoff Gray and Addie Jenkins actually showed Jacob and I this snippet from a really long video essay about the entire series as a whole, which I'm going to link below. It's a super interesting video, so you might want to watch that. But we also might need to have them on to discuss the entire franchise. I mean, I would love to have back. them on as guests for... Like a Matrix cast. Yes. Yeah, our, yeah, our, our Spider-Man. Maybe we can all come together for a Spider-Man Matrix cast. Spider-Man Matrix cast? Yeah, we're, we're thinking about maybe doing spoiler casts separate from podcast in the new yeah. year. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, let us know. We've started to feel like doing the spoiler cast as a part of the podcast might take away the opportunity of some people to listen to us. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking into that. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see this franchise's... Conclusion? Conclusion? Remake? Re-whatever? Restart? Reset? Continuation. New movement? Yeah, <laughs> continuation. I'm so ready for this. Uh, next up in the world of the action franchise, uh, we have The King's Man, directed by longtime franchise leader Matthew Vaughn and co-written by Carl Godizek, known for showrunning season one of Stranger Things and the Tom Cruise movie Oblivion. This film looks to throw the series back to its roots with a prequel showcasing the founding of The King's Man. If the other two are any indication of how this is, it's going to be a wild ride. I've been hearing oh, yeah. mixed things about it, yeah. but if you're it, a fan of the other two, mixed. you're going to like it. If you're a fan of the ridiculous over-the-top action, I'm sure you're going to love it. For critics, I can understand why it's not everybody's cup of why tea. Why it's not a great film. It's not a But you know what? It's probably cinema. fun. Cinema. Yeah, it's probably fun. Uh, from the world of action to the world of family drama, from director Pedro Almodova comes Parallel Mothers. Uh, this, the description of the movie on IMDb said it was about two mothers who give birth on the same day, but it looks like it's so much more than that. Penelope Cruz looks to give a beautiful performance as a new working mother in a family very much falling apart. I am super interested in this. The director has said that Penelope Cruz is like his muse recently. Mm. She's the actress that he adores to work with. I mean, so she's a great actress. She's incredible, so I'm super excited to see kind of the relationships and the tension. I think this is going to be a really good movie. Okay. Uh, from Spain to India, we have 83. From director Kabir Khan comes the story of an underdog victory of India's Cricket World Cup team. 
I am not a cricket watcher, but I also wasn't an F1 watcher before Drive to Survive, so who knows? Maybe this movie will get me into the sport. Either way, it seems like an uplifting, inspiring time for your holiday season. And sticking in the world of inspirational underdog sports, we have American Underdog, which tells the story of NFL quarterback Kurt Warner, his journey from stocking shelves to winning the Super Bowl, starring Zachary Levi as the quarterback and directed by Andrew and John Irwin. I think both these movies have their own built-in draw, and it's really dependent on personal taste to what you're going to want to see. I'm probably going to see American Underdog. Kurt Warner was a quarterback that I watched watching the Seahawks with my dad because he was on the Arizona Cardinals, uh, originally played for the St. Louis Rams. Uh, yeah, inspiring story about a guy who didn't necessarily take the proper path to join the NFL. Um, so whether you're a cricket fan or a football fan, there's uh, something for you. There's something for you, definitely. <laughs> Holiday season! So we're going to stick with inspirational, but this time we're going to get emotional for a little bit. Uh, a journal for Jordan tells the story of Sergeant Charles Monroe King, who writes a journal to his mm. son, teaching him how to live a good life despite growing up without a father. An already emotional story, what ups the ante even more is the fact that the story is based off the memoir From Father to Son, Last Words to Live By, by King's widow, Dana Kennedy, written by Virgil Williams and directed by Denzel frickin' Washington. Wow. This is going to be a roller coaster of tears. Oh, yeah. It's This is an Oscar movie if I yeah. have ever seen I watched one. the trailer and I was like, you're not making it. No. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, the memoir is yeah. about the fact that he oh, didn't yeah. make it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be a touching, emotional film. I love that they kind of tried to hide the fact that Michael B. Jordan is going to die in the trailers, but they've also, in every promotional material, been like, this is a movie about a father who writes a journal for his son and for when he goes dies. to war. Yeah, it's mm. like, okay. I wonder how this is going to end up. Yeah. Huh. Sticking with Denzel for a minute, uh, we have a movie that I heard about and freaked out. Based on my favorite Shakespeare play, The Tragedy of Macbeth, written and directed by icon Joel Cohen, featuring Frances McDormand as Lady McBee. It looks artsy, full of amazing actors, so my ass will be in a seat next week. Yeah, that looks like it's going to be a, a... Seeing that trailer in Dolby Theater, like, really got... I was already excited, Something but it really got me excited. this way yeah. comes. Oh, Dudley yeah. Dursley's in this movie. He's been doing some great stuff. Wait, did... Did Queen's Gambit come out this year? Or was that mm, last year? No, because it's not nominated. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. I was like, it was it was already nominated and nominated and already won awards. So yeah, uh, out, so. the actor was also in Queen's Gambit. That's why my brain. Yes. Was. Oh, oh yeah, he was. Harry uh, Potter. <laughs> Harry yeah. Melding, I think. Melling. Melling. Harry Melling. I'm pulling it off the top of my head, so I'm probably wrong. Since we're off for a week, I've got to quickly touch on a couple things that are coming out at the end of this year. We might have to go back and get a couple things that come out at the start of next year when we come back. So apologies for that in advance, but I wanted to make sure that I got these out. Um, starting off, we're sending it back to sports for a second, one that I think, Jacob, you might like because you're a Moises Arias fan. Uh, jockey is the story of an aging jockey played by Clifton Collins Jr. who starts working with a rookie as his body falls apart. It looks intense, emotional. I love a good horse racing story. I was so into Seabiscuit and Secretariat, so mm. let's do this thing. It's going to be a really fun, fun time. Sticking with things that I think, Jacob, you might like, transitioning to one I find interesting. Uh, Jacob and I have an experience with uh, the play Cyrano, which is now being adapted into a movie. We did it our junior year of high school. This version looks very different because I think it's a musical. Being directed by Joe Wright, who's known for the incredible 2005 production, uh, a production film, 
uh, Pride and Prejudice, Ooh. written by Erica Schmidt, who's married to star Peter Dinklage. This movie is going to be really interesting. I hope it's just as beautiful as I expect it to be. I it looks really. Great. I'm in yeah. love with the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. I think it's incredible. Matthew McFadden and uh, Keira Knightley are stars. Uh, so I'm super intrigued by this. And knowing that Peter Dinklage's wife wrote it, it makes me think that there's going to be a lot of really unique stuff mm. to uh, him and his kind of journey through the world. Yeah. Shifting to espionage for a quick moment, we have Munich, The Edge of War. George McKay of 1917 fame stars as British diplomat tasked with figuring out the secrets of the German government in the lead-up to World War II. Directed by German director Christian Shovkov and written by Deputy Artistic Director of the National Theatre Ben Power. If you're into spy movies... This one is definitely for you. Uh, in terms of movies coming out this week, specifically movies, that's about it. That's where we uh, draw the line. There are two interesting things coming out. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett comes out uh, at the very end of this year. We're going back into the world of Star Wars, baby! Uh, I'm hoping it's as good as The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2. Um, Me too. And then uh, we have Harry Potter The Return to Hogwarts, which is a 20-year kind of retrospective following yeah. the anniversary of the first movie. Rumor has it that J.K. Rowling was banned from the filming of this reunion special <laughs> um, because some of the cast members were uncomfortable, uncomfortable with her being there. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I would, too. That's what I'm going to say. Nice. Because I could rant about that for like an hour, yeah. but I don't want to get into it. That's it for things coming out this week. I hope you go see movies. I'm going to try and see Mother Android tonight. We are seeing uh, Spider-Man No Way Home on Sunday. Uh, and then The Matrix we're going to see the week after. There's so much good cinema coming out this week. Tragedy um, Macbeth. Wow. Tragedy sounds like a really great time to get it to A-list, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sounds like a really great <laughs> yeah. time for you guys to get the A-list. It also sounds like a really great time for us to take a break. Yeah. 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 It will be nice to... I, I will miss, you know... Come around this table, in-depth discussion. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say topics. you act like we're not gonna in-depth no, talk I know, about movies. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice to have like a space just dedicated, dedicated for to that. It, for you sure. know, outside of this, it's just like the world. It's mixed into other things, but here it's like film, film, television, arts, the world. Let's arts talk about it. Yes. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, I mean. Content we're consuming. I feel like we already talked about like the past year's worth of content, content yeah. we consumed. I I feel like I'm not like notably enjoying anything this week. I'm I'm honestly Me more than either. happy just talking about the things that I really loved this year. Because yeah. even though yeah. even though it was you know still kind of a slow year, still you know trying to art our way out of a pandemic. Yeah. You know we still got some really great, inspiring, exciting, shocking, funny things this year. I'm really happy for all of it. Me too. Yeah, we me, got to do some great stuff. Um, actually, my favorite series, nope, that came out in 2020. Never mind. Say it anyway. I was going to say Tucci and Jones because I thought it came out this year, but it didn't. My favorite series is The Pack Cast. Hey! Which you, dear viewer, get to watch every week, except for the next few weeks. Special shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. We know uh, we last said it last week. week and then it actually wasn't there. But this week... You definitely, definitely heard the Anchor podcast, the, spot, the Anchor ad at the beginning of this podcast. So Did thanks, you? Anchor. If you didn't, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things have gone wrong. Yeah, we'll probably know before you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for joining us on this journey of 
podcasting through a whole year. Dealing with us while we were on Zoom and figuring out guests and how to not interrupt each other while we were in virtual space and finally Coming to together. my lovely couch. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Let's all yeah. come, let's, let's all come yeah, together let's for this, yeah, together. this last together. podcast of ah. the year. It's been a pleasure being able to have you along for the ride. We can't wait to come back January 11th, 2022 to talk about whatever is happening in the arts world. And as always, leave a comment below. Like it. Sh tag us on social media. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us. We'd love to all the things. continue talking to you while we're on this break. Yeah. I'm Jeremy Van Suarez. I'm Logan Riley Bruner. And I'm Jacob Wade. And happy holidays and happy New Year's. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>